The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the masculine journey. We are very glad to have you with us today and if you're in North Carolina, it's been a confusing week. At least it has been for me. It's been really warm again. Like the week before, it felt like fall. Now it's been like 85 all week this week. Indian summer. Yeah, it's warm. <laughs> I don't really like it that warm. But anyway, it's, it's been a little different. <laughs> I was going to say and wet, but then we don't want to go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll just uh, we'll keep going with the Good pillars. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with the pillars of the masculine journey. We've been talking about that now for a little while. Uh, a couple months, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, at least six or seven of them now. Weeks, not yeah. months. Yeah, and, and so we've been talking about the pillars, and the concept behind it is: is a pillar just like on a building is something that's needed for it to stand up. Right? If if you're building a, a a house in ground that's unstable, you have to put literally concrete pillars in the ground for it to, to pylons. They call them different things, but it's really exactly that: a pillar. And, and you, a, being a builder, you understand these things. Mostly. Yeah, yeah okay, I do. Okay, okay. No, and so without that, the whole thing's going to crumble at some point. It's going to give way. Well, you know, the masculine journey is on unstable ground, right? I mean, the whole thing's kind of got pitfalls, and, you know, Jesus talks about the narrow path. There's just lots of things that come in the opposition of it. So those pillars are vital to getting through because without that sure footing, we're going to end up down a really slippery road. Anyway, so some of the, the things that we've talked about as the pillars, we started with faith, yes. and then we went from there to what? Hope. Hope. Jim, do you remember the next one? I think it was love. It was love. Howard. Howard. Harold. <laughs> 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 I, I, I channeled Robbie on that one. Yeah, I think it was joy, wasn't it? I think we did joy. I think so. Yeah, and, I, and I've been called a lot worse. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you guys are here, Robbie does that very I, frequently. I call I, people by their new name. And I give him the hardest time about it. Of course, <laughs> on the air, I'm the one that messes up. But so we had joy. And then we started to go into a little bit different direction, talking about some other pillars. Do you guys remember what those were? Adventure to live. Adventure to live. Then we had... A battle to fight. battle to fight. And which then the, leads us to tonight. Which is? A beauty to rescue. A beauty to rescue. You know, one of the things I was thinking about in, in talking about this one is the adventure, the battle, and the beauty. Those are there's the core desires, as John Eldridge wrote about, but they're also pillars that we need to have in our life. But if we take those in the wrong direction and try to make those identity, boy, everything goes bad. You know, if, if the adventure is your identity, right, things aren't going to work out in the long run. If fighting for fighting's sake is my identity, just being a warrior at all costs, that's not going to be so right. It's sort of like an anti-pillar. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's taken in the wrong direction. And the reason I want to make that point is, you know, Jim, we were talking a little bit earlier. This is one guys kind of struggle with. I mean, they struggle with the others, but this one is like the one that they really struggle with. It is so easy to, and I'll just preface this by saying I'm a rescuer. So that's a big one for me. But if you go after the wrong beauty to rescue, if you are, you know, trying to 
do other things, it's a disaster. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's a hard struggle. That's one I, I still deal with. I was trying to rescue someone today, and I can't. That's God's mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. But he uses us. But as far as love of your life, there is one. Right. And then think about it, Sam. So many of the men that come to boot camp, when we get their prayer cards, this is why they came. Oh, yeah. This, this trips them up. It's, it's where the struggle is. Yeah, and I want to go to a clip, though. Why do you? Listen, listen to, uh, to one of our heroes. On the show, Shrek, <laughs> struggling with this concept of rescuing the beauty. And this is what every little girl dreams about, you know, stereotypically anyway, is, you know, the, the, she's a princess in the castle and her rescuer comes to rescue her. And let's pick up on that clip and see what happens from there. You did it! You rescued me! You're amazing! You're, you're wonderful! You're... A little unorthodox, I'll admit, but... Thy deed is great, and thine heart is pure. I am eternally in your debt. <coughs> and where would a brave knight be without his noble steed? All right, I hope you heard that. She called me a noble steed. She think I'm a steed? <laughs> the battle is won. You may remove your helmet, good sir knight. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> Why not? I... I have helmet hair. Please, I would look upon the face of my rescuer. Oh, no, you wouldn't, Dust. But how will you kiss me? What? That wasn't in the job description. Maybe it's a perk. No, it's destiny. Oh, you must know how it goes. A princess locked in a tower and beset by a dragon is rescued by a brave knight. And then they share true love's first kiss. With Shrek? You think, wait, 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 you think that Shrek is your true love? Well, yes. (laughs) (laughs) You think Shrek is your true love? (laughs) What is so funny? (laughs) Let's just say I'm not your type, okay? Uh, You guys, you've seen the movie, obviously. And so at, at the beginning of this, Shrek's heart wasn't really in the right place on this adventure, was it? No, he he had a he was kind of conned into the whole Brent saving his territory thing. Yeah, and uh, it was very self serving for him as well. Mm-hmm. You know, he was after to try to get his territory back. It, this was just the means he had to take to get that, right? To get what he wanted, and and that's where a lot of times guys trip up with women, is they see them as a means to get to something they want. Right? But I love the the picture, and I. It, as I've been thinking about this show, that the world sets it up like the damsel is in the castle locked by the dragon, and isn't that the way that really it is for the bride of Christ, that she's locked away in this castle, and he's got her chained up, and and him coming to the rescue is there's a reason why men fall so hard right here. It is. It's definitely hardwired in us as an image bearer of God, right? I mean, we reflect that. The thing that I was getting at is we got to check our motives along the way. Oh, yeah. You know, because Shrek's motive, yeah, he achieved what it was, but it wasn't a pure motive. And I want to go to a second clip if we could, because I want to hear this guy's motive. This is from the movie Pretty Woman. Rob, you want to set it up a little bit? Yeah, well, this one doesn't require all that much setup other than, you know, he's beginning to date, you know, 
this very pretty woman. <laughs> yeah, and, well, she had been in, in the story. She she was a prostitute. Right. Right, and in his mind, in some way, he's rescuing her. So I just want to pick up and listen to that interchange and how she responds to him. I'd really like to see you again. You would? Yes. Yes, I would. I've arranged for you to have an apartment, have a car, have a wide variety of stores guaranteed to suck up to you anytime you want to go shopping. Everything's done. What else? You gonna leave some money by the bed when you pass through town? Vivian, it really wouldn't be like that. How would it be? Well, for one thing, it would get you off the streets. That's just geography. Vivian, what is it you want? What do you see happening between us? I don't know. When I was a little girl, my mama used to lock me in the attic when I was bad, which was pretty often. And I would, I would pretend I was a princess trapped in the tower by a wicked queen. And then suddenly, this knight on a white horse with these colors flying would come charging up and draw his sword. And I would wave and he would climb up the tower and rescue me. But never in all the time that I had this dream did the knight say to me, come on, baby, I'll put you up in a great condo. <laughs> <laughs> she calls him out <laughs> pretty pretty good on that Harold we were talking before the show a little bit about a woman needs to know something at the very very basic core about that person who is God's bringing into her life to help rescue her and what was the thing you were sharing with us before the show I think that every woman wants to believe down deep that her man will die for her if necessary and I think that as a husband that's a primary responsibility that we have. If we truly love that woman, then we would be willing to do that. So question for you guys that have daughters. Is it any different for the daughter wondering, will, will dad step in there if, if, if need be for me? Robbie? Right. I mean, it's one of the core desires a lady has is, or a young right. girl is, am I worth fighting for? Right. <clears throat> and, we'll, you know, it's it's a similar thing that I see clearly that is like a picture of what I know Jesus is gonna has done and is going to do for us. Right. One of the things that just really thrills me to death is that my sweetheart refers to me as her knight in shining armor. The guy in the white hat and I drive a white car and she constantly uh and that just that boosts my as a five foot seven guy. <laughs> I feel eight feet tall because of the way she treats me in that regard. Mm-hmm. Jim, when Harold talked about that point before, you you went on that whole concept of about dying, but in a little bit different way. I did, and uh, I. <laughs> When you said as a five foot seven guy, does that mean I have to be nine feet tall as a six foot seven guy? <laughs> but the I've always visualized myself as being willing to at least get hurt trying to rescue somebody when I was a kid, and I've learned over a fairly long life that dying for someone physically 
at least for me, and I think for most men, is easy. What's hard is living for them. You know, dying to self every day, putting that person first. That's, that's where you win the heart of the beauty, whether it's your daughter, your wife, your mother. If you are living for others, that is how we rescue the beauty. Mm-hmm. And on those first two clips that we had, that we started with, were either of those guys dying to self? <laughs> no, not particularly. Yeah, yeah. Was it anywhere in the in the mix? Now, truth be told, if you watch Shrek later on, and Shrek really comes around and does the right thing, but you'll just have to watch that. If you haven't seen Shrek, go watch it. It's a great movie. When we come back, we're going to talk about what it really looks like to fight for the heart of a woman with pure motives, with the right intent, the way God intended. And we'd like for you to go register for a boot camp. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org now. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. I am William Wallace. You've come to fight as free men. Free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Find out from Jesus what you will do with that freedom. A four-day adventure with God. It's a Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. Boot Camp is designed to give men permission to be what God designed them to be. Passionate warriors for the kingdom. Coming this November, the 9th through the 12th, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to register while you're thinking about it. We're talking about the topic of rescuing the beauty. But if you ask some women about that and just say, hey, do you need to be rescued? How do you think some of them will respond? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly. Are you an idiot? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my daughter, if you told her that, she would put on the feminist um, hat and off she would go. Uh, it's That's a, a fascinating question. But, and, and part of the puzzle that as a man, you know, you can't help but kind of enjoy. Mm-hmm. But... If you watch a Clint Eastwood movie and you see him messing with Clint Eastwood's girlfriend or wife or you see him start to hurt her or whatever, there's something, if you're a man that wells up like, this is going to be good. <laughs> this, and, and, and it's an interesting thing. that That's where I feel like that core is, that core desire uh, that is a really fascinating expression of how you – desperately need to be able to do that but do it in the right way yeah i think that's exactly on point with it and some of their history plays in because men have tried to rescue them with the wrong intent right in the wrong way you know with with uh, shrek-like motives or worse than that deep richard gear right type motives as we had in that that first clip but you when when you walk with god and you walk through those steps in saying, God, how do I go after this person's heart? How do you want me to love on this person? It takes you to a totally different place. 
Now, it's not immediate. Sometimes it takes years and years <laughs> and years and time and time again. But when we go to the second clip that we had from Pretty Woman and, and listen to what's happened before this is he's really kind of changed his motives. He's changed his, his heart's changed. It's really what it is. His heart's changed towards her. And he's going after her for the right reasons. I want to see how that kind of plays out as you listen to this little clip. Oh, that one we do need to set up a little okay. bit in that he is coming in this white limousine. Oh, he's, right. he's outside, you know, waving his <laughs> umbrella actually like a sword. And he was deathly afraid of heights. And so him even climbing up this fire escape is a big, huge deal. And, of course, we can't show you that. But all that is going on as he is now climbing the tower to rescue his beauty. Thank you. So what happened after he climbed up the tower and rescued her? She rescues him right back. Welcome to Hollywood. What's your dream? Everybody comes here. This is Hollywood, land of dreams. Some dreams come true, some don't. But keep on dreaming. This is Hollywood. Always time to dream, so keep on dreaming. The last part was just for you, Robert. Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> just keep on dreaming. I love it. Yeah, you just, you just, you know, it's just making you celebrate what's happened here. That that this lady too went into this relationship with very low expectations and ends up defining what she really was dreaming for. And you know, it is, it's a beautiful thing, and and worth celebrating. It is. Now, Harold, you shared a story, if you want to share that again, about both of you and your wife feeling rescued. Yeah. Um, she says that I rescued her when uh, when we met. Uh, my goal in life for five or six years had been to be a fighter pilot in the Navy. And uh, two weeks after I passed the written exam for AOC, her brother tricked me into a blind date. And about six weeks, we were engaged to be married. And, of course, we had to wait for me to finish school. But she rescued me because I didn't become a pilot and have to go to Vietnam and uh, perhaps die there. Uh, So she has uh, made it clear to me over the years. uh, And we've been married uh, 53 years last June. And uh, she lets me know that she rescued me, too. Yeah, But, But it is something that God uses for both of your hearts. In the midst of it. Now, now Robbie, I was going to ask you a question. Okay. Now, rescuing can look very different in very different ways with, with a female. You know, what's some of the ways that you guys, you know, we talk about this rescuing. What's some, some ways you can go after a female's heart? Yeah, for me, you know, I went to those first boot camps with that very issue. Like, wow, I know that I'm not finding a way to love my wife well. And I don't know how to even approach this. And And through understanding looking for your wife's glory and seeing that in my case, after I began to look at it, wow, my wife has a phenomenal ability to nurture babies and hold babies. And I'd seen this in church and all sorts of stuff, but she was a stay-at-home mom and trying to figure out what her next step was. And in suggesting and staying on her to go to work for essentially Ardmore Baptist Church in their daycare, you have no, to see her walk in her glory, she was completely like rescued. And, you know, the way that she just loves what she does and, and, and come at, she came out of the, the dungeon, so to speak, and into what it was that she could, she could do. And I got to see that 
But at the same time, she rescued me because, it, you know, people that have listened to my shows uh, about when I struggled with pornography. Yeah. And I never thought my wife would forgive me for that. And I really struggled with telling her. But when I did finally, a few years ago, my wife's forgiveness on something I thought that I would n should never be forgiven for literally rescued my heart in a way I never dreamed possible. But it was a big part of this, I rescued her, but then she came back and rescued me in such a way. And I, I you know, what this ministry has done for my life there and my marriage, there is no way that I can even begin to, to put a value on what Jesus has done through understanding this particular mm -hmm. aspect of fighting for the beauty. Jim, I'm going to throw you a question that I didn't ask you before, you know, because I always do that to somebody. But, you know, you've done a lot of counseling, you know, over the years yeah. with people. Is there a formula of any kind or is each each time it's different? And you got to know the person's story. If you don't know the person you have to get to and some people are harder to get to know than others. But no, there is no set if there is a one thing, it's kind of what I, I said before. You've got to put the needs of others before your own, and you have to train others to do that. Mm -hmm. And that resolves most marital issues. But so many men, after conquering the beauty, not necessarily winning them, that becomes the battle to fight, mm -hmm. and that's a miserable place to be. It is. You know, the things that, you know, Eldridge writes about, he writes about, you know, the woman wants to know that she's worth fighting for. But one of the things that, that he wrote in either Wild at Heart or one of the other books that I read of his was, her, or maybe it was at his boot camp, that's what it was, her biggest fear typically is abandonment, right? And so when you hear sometimes those walls that are up, those things that are up, it's dealing either with past abandonment or fear of abandonment, you know, and sometimes it's just coming along and letting them know, I'm going to be here. I'm always going to be here. I'm not going to leave you. You know, and, and then that, you know, I'm not going to take off and go somewhere where something looks brighter or shinier or whatever it is, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay here and love on you. Every marriage is different from every other one, I think. But what I think a, a man needs to do is to find out what will make her feel certain of his love. For me, uh, I gain huge number of points. I write poems for my wife, and and she just loves that. Uh, and maybe you know you can't write a poem, but you can do something else. Uh, make uh, make a piece of furniture or something. I can't do that. <laughs> that actually sets us up really well for this last clip. I wanted to get in is knowing the woman's heart and going after that. And I, I want to go ahead and play this clip from Jerry Maguire, where you know, he's been married. His wife's kind of left him because of some things that's been going on. And he shows back up at a uh, women's uh, book uh, club, right? So it's full of women. He's stepping into this very vulnerable place. And I want you to hear this conversation that he has with her, with the other women listening. Our little project, our company, had a very big night. A very, very big night. But it wasn't complete. It wasn't nearly close to being in the same vicinity as complete because I couldn't share it with you. I couldn't hear your voice or laugh about it with you. I miss, I miss my wife. We live in a cynical world, a cynical world. 
And we work in a business of tough competitors. I love you. You complete me. And I just... Had shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. You had me at hello. Robbie, your favorite part of that was the last part, was it? So why, yeah, why was the girls saying, oh, this is the best talking group? You know, because you can hear the heart of all these ladies that want to feel something from the heart, that somebody really chose them, that they're, that they're chosen. And, and, and it's clearly a picture of Christ, mm-hmm. that he chose you. And he isn't complete without you. And that's really hard to grasp and whatever. But it is such a picture of our Savior. And not just what every woman wants, but at some level, everybody. This beauty to rescue is something that God lays on our heart, but we can't do it without him. You know, if we try to step into that and and run off in that direction, you're going to crash and burn at some point. <laughs> Maybe not out of the gate, but at some point you're going to Tom Cruise knows trashing and burning, if anybody knows. Th- that's true, he does. He does. <laughs> uh, but even in that, that movie, if I remember right, I mean, they started a business together. They had this shared adventure, and he kind of charts off on his own and leaves her behind. Right. Right. You know, abandons her. And so she takes off. Right. And so he comes after her heart again. Now, we, this is just touching on the topic so very, very small. We can't really get into it in a half-hour show, but there is a time that you can come up and listen to more on this topic and, and the things that go on either side of it, and that's a boot camp that's coming up in later. What? November 9th through the 12th, and the beauty of that is we're going to challenge you with some things, but then you get to go talk to God, and when he shows up and talks to your heart, that's when you really see the breakthrough. Yeah, I mean, God had to speak to you i'm assuming to say hey go after her <laughs> yeah. go after her glory right you know because you look at that and, and women are a puzzle <laughs> at the end of the day <laughs> they're a puzzle they're not they're a lot more complex than we are as men and and you need god's help to help figure out what's that way in to really go to their heart and go after their heart in love with pure motives wanting to fight for them for their sake i want you to think about how you want somebody to fight for your daughter and then go fight for the beauties in your life that way. We invite you to go to maskinjourneyradio.org to register for the boot camp coming up November 9th through 12th. It's filling up quickly. We'd love to have you there. We'd love to meet you and spend more time with you. Go do that today. Have a great week. <laughs>